Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to a very special edition of the Rough Drafts podcast. I know you guys have been asking for actual game-by-game predictions, kind of like what I did last year uh, with Walter as the co-host. You guys wanted me to have someone to bounce off of when I talk about my LCS thoughts and feels. And the good news is I have found somebody who I am very excited to talk to today about both the European and North American LCSs. That's right, mega podcast, because we can. Thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, Xander or Zadis Raff. How are you doing, Xander? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on once again. Always glad to be here. Yeah, always glad to have you on the show. You know, you're one of the few people who I know keep up with both regions from a VOD perspective on that daily basis. Uh, which I try. I, I try to get it all in. I can't. I can't get enough of that else. Oh man, really? That's, <laughs> that's a strong statement, man. I've seen a couple. Like, did you watch the TSM Optic game? Because I feel like I had enough of that. <laughs> oh my god, for... I did. I did watch it. I think actually, I think that game. I'm not gonna lie. I think I started to doze off a little during it. But I, I don't think I've been as mad at a team as I've been in that game because there's something called. Not just wave clear. Wave management is all. Yeah. If Optic had a coach that knew how to teach them the basics, where the sidelines were. Oh, did you see all those memes? Oh, I was dead. Yeah. Kelsey Moser wrote a great article about it that I will put in the description here. But it is, it's amazing that that article came out. Optic (laughs) had a week to read it, understand Uh it, try to prove her wrong, and then got worse. That's. Almost impressive. I got to give it. It really is. It is. It is. Hands down. Especially with the the talent that you have on that roster. And you just, when, when stuff like that, I, I, you don't even know what to say. You just, okay, Roger, let's, let's get on to the next one, guys. Yeah. Let's get on to the next one. And we're going to start with Europe. Uh, just because in timeline that happens first. Uh, and also because uh, our European brethren are the ones that have been missing out on picks with me the most just because I now work human hours during the week in North America, which can make things kind of difficult sometimes. But the first team, the teams that we're talking about today are two teams that I, I can't say I feel like I missed a lot from what we saw from the first week from them. That's the Unicorns of Love versus H2K Gaming. I have concerns about both of these teams. Heading into this matchup, Xander, which team are you more worried about? I'm more worried about Unicorns. I, I think their record is very reflective of how terribly they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. And that there are a lot of good teams sitting in the middle, some unexpected teams at the top. This team deserves to be at the bottom. I think they're going to stay there. So I'm, I'm really worried about, uh, about this uh, Unicorns team, this, this squad. It's, it's real. It's not good, man. And I'm trying to... You know, understand me like, look, this is Sheepy. He's a great coach historically. This is a guy we can believe in. It's going to be okay. That's what I want to tell myself. That's what I want to be telling Unicorns of Love fans on this podcast. Yeah. It, it just it feels like he doesn't understand what his team's actually good at, you know? Like, that's a weird thing to say. But when you look at the champions that they're picking and the compositions that they're building, it's a lot of these high-execution teamfight comps that need to understand when they're, you know, have a weaker early game and really build off of map pressure in the mid to late game, that's hard to execute with a team that's as young as they are and doesn't seem to have the shot calling. 
Do you, do you yeah. have a fix? Like, how do you fix I, this? I don't. I mean, I, I just want to note something else. All of them have played a different champion every game, except for, I think... Uh, Exile was, had those two yeah. Vlad games, unfortunately. Which, Exile... No, Exile only played one of them, no? Didn't, didn't one of the Vlad games go top? Wasn't that White Knight on Vlad? In one I of those? Okay. Either but way. Either way. Yeah. I just you have you have a team that's not performing well on several things right now. They're 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 the the macro game clearly is everywhere. I mean, they you know they want to try this comp. Oh, that doesn't work. Well, you didn't play the macro appropriately to the comp, and on top of that, you got smashed in your lane. So I don't you know I don't know what you're looking for. Cold hasn't really impressed me, and yeah, I, I'm really concerned about Unicorns. I like this team, but I'm really, really concerned, and I don't think they're going to beat H2K coming in this matchup. Yeah. The the craziest thing about this has just been how little improvement we've seen from Exile since last split. That was clearly yeah. something they were banking on when they brought him back. Now you have some big question marks about that. The second craziest thing about this Unicorns of Love team is that they're favored against H2K, according to uh, Unicorn. I have, is, I have no idea how. I, I mean, I could see maybe, you know, like everyone expecting this to be the turnaround game. I don't see it. I have no clue where you're getting that info. I think White Knight is one of, has been one of the better players, but he's such a liability in top lane. Um, and and when you have to when you compound that with your mid lane, I mean, being extremely inconsistent to the point of terrible, then you, you're con I'm concerned. I'm I'm concerned. Cold's already having a bad season. Uh, it looks like a bad start to this split, and for him to have no one to choose between in top or mid. It, it it reduces their gameplay a ton. And then you do things like throw Callista in bot lane and I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't even know. Like I'm just I'm I'm lost these guys are lost. I'm lost I feel bad for them. I hope they find a play style they can turn around with. But yeah. They've got great fans. I love the owner. Yos, if you're out there, this is not you know I want you guys to be good. Uh, it turns <laughs> out having a 5, 12, and 8 mid laner with below 60% kill participation doesn't win you a lot of games. Uh, no. Crazy, I know, but that's, that's where we are. <laughs> and you know where else we are? We are about to talk about a signature match in the EU LCS. Two powerhouses that we knew heading into the season were clearly going to be teams that we were excited to watch and talk oh. about. Giants oh, Gaming versus Rockat. The Titans. On my face. How did this happen? How did I have no idea. You had you had Rock. Did you have Rocket in last two, and then Giants I, in ninth? Yeah, and everyone who didn't had Giants yeah. in tenth and Rocket in ninth. Rocket in ninth. Yeah, I was a Rocket tenth Giants ninth person too. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. And boy, were we wrong. Yeah, I've never been happier to be wrong as a Rocket fan. I know. I, 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 I was so when I saw them pop off, I was just like. I was just like Chase. I know you're out there. I was like the red shirt king. He's feeling. He's feeling the love right now. I I'm feeling so much love. Unlike some of our unicorn brethren, I have lots of love in my life right now. <laughs> I I you know I want to chalk it up to a lot of different reasons. Um, one of the big <clears throat> ones that I'm very excited about, you know, is Freddie One Two T was the coach. Uh, I like that as well. They, they said a lot of great things about him, you know, heading into the season. All the players seem to really like him. 
And that's paying off as, as much as anything else and just building compositions that seem to be playing around their skill sets. I mean, what, what are you seeing that's enabled this Rocket team to really take a step forward here? Honestly, it's really hard for me. I've I've watched their games really closely, and and I've tried to pinpoint the one facet of the gameplay that I feel is you know. But but honestly, uh, so I will say Norskaren on what is it, on Brom, right? Yeah, Norskaren on Brom. People that give him that champion at this point are out of their minds. Like just not being not concerned. He's carrying games with Brom. He is single-handedly shutting down Orn from the support role. Just every time that that champion shows up against them, he's like, ah, nope. Uh, Not only so, is he doing that, he's doing it and then dabbing after. Which, then, I mean, how do you not love dabs. that guy? Oh, oh, no, I do. And and Memento, who I honestly was, he was the reason I thought that they were going to have a terrible split. When I looked at this team going into this, I was like, Memento is going to be such a huge liability. And if he's doing terrible, bl Blank and Profit are going to have a horrible time trying to, you know, get some sort of... But he's having a great split. I mean, honestly, I, he has done a really quality job, especially considering I, I saw him as, like, the ninth or 10th jungle, and he's playing in the top three right now. And, and that blows me away, honestly. Um, and, and, and because of that, Profit and, and Blank are really able to succeed uh, thanks to him. So... I don't know that I don't know that I see this. I, I don't know that I see it staying this way for the whole split. But I definitely, I definitely am digging what they're throwing out right now, and and the fire they're coming out with, especially in you know the these fast-paced seasons that we have. Yeah, no, and I've been very excited, obviously, as, as a fan to see it. Memento right now to put some numbers, just as some additional context. Obviously, <laughs> it's early in the season, so take this as it is. Yeah. Uh, 7, 3, and 25 for a 10.7 KDA. That is four points higher than the next closest jungler. 80% kill participation. That puts him in, uh, at fourth, amazingly enough. Oh, okay. Uh, but still, the fact that it's that high for a guy in Memento who has never been that guy, at least in previous stints in the league, I, I, I love it. Um, two things that concern me. Uh, one... Rocket is actually in last place in gold differential of 15 minutes. At some I think, point, I, I believe I saw someone link that stat. <laughs> yeah, at some point, it's going. We're going to be in a meta where the early game matters again. I don't know how long yeah. it's going to be, but eventually we get there, and they're going to have a lot of problems because individually <laughs> they don't necessarily match up as well. Um, you're also there's some decision making stuff. There's still young guys who are, you know, not shot callers historically. Yeah. Um, they, they're going to need a little bit cleaner closing out if they want to keep it up, but I, I just want to treasure it while it lasts, man. The eSports gods are so rarely kind to me. Right? And well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're taking it all in. I am, and not only that, we're favored this game. We're favored against anybody. Do you remember the last time I was able to say Rocket favored against an <laughs> in, opponent? In a matchup? I can't. Yeah. I, I can't I can't I'm, again I'm I'm very happy but I I got I gotta be honest though I I think Giants are gonna win this okay I want... and, and 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 let me break down for you why it's one man okay yeah. his name is Ruin Ruin's real good I wanna <laughs> let, can we table Ruin talk because I okay, want to get okay, to the next yeah, game yeah. and we do have a later Giants game to get yeah, into yeah. 
Okay, uh, yeah, absolutely. Next game is FC Schalke versus Team Vitality. Again, Team Vitality, a team we clearly all knew was going to be rampaging through Europe, taking everyone down. Uh, so my question to you, Xander, uh, have you accepted Jazuke as our lord and savior, the Italian he, stallion in the middle age? He's impressive, um, but but I don't I don't think I think it, I I don't think he's the the next mid laner of Europe. Um, I think he's having a good early split, but I don't know that I I don't know that I see him ma- again maintaining this momentum throughout. I think as some of these other mid laners that are a lot more experienced get a hold of the you know get a, a stronger understanding these teams start to, you know, get a little more cohesion, especially the jungle mid-synergy and teams that are really lacking right now, I don't think that uh, Jizuke is going to have as easy of a time being as dominant as he is. But I will say, he is playing out of his mind, and he has impressed me to no end thus far. So Yeah. That 1v2 outplay in the bot lane uh, against Fnatic is going to be sticking in my memory for a long time. Could but nuked up though. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the the story of Shulk, right? Is that they've had, you know, a couple guys, and and especially Nuke Duck was someone that we identified at the beginning of the season as a put up or shut up guy. You know, someone that's loved by the pros, but has had a hard time showing it. Uh, he looks real good right now as well. Is that the lane that ultimately determines who wins this game in your eyes? Ah, uh, it's hard. I, I think that that will have an enormous impact, and that whoever ends up ahead will have the easy like whoever ends up ahead, and that will have a very easy path to winning because both of these teams really like to play through mid. And even though many many true packs and uh, upset both have been playing well now that he you know now that upset's back, um, uh, I again you got Visit Chachi versus Cabo in the top, so insane carry top laners playing against each other. And then you've got Pride, who people are expecting a lot from this season against God Gilius, you know. But when you break all these things down, I think everything looks really even until you come to that mid lane matchup. And you say, all right, Nuke Duck, this is really a matchup he should win. And if, if Jizuke hesitates a little bit um, and doesn't come out with that same firepower he has every single game, and just maybe even pride, you know, camps a little bit. This this starts to get blown out of the water, and FC Schalke run away with this. Well, that's certainly. I think if you're Schalke, that has to be your attack plan, right? Um, yeah. They are actually the underdogs in this game, according to Unicorn. I, and I and I'm I, I'm tracking that too. I again, I think Vitality nuts on paper. I absolutely, put them up. But yeah. And the thing about Nuke Duck, you talked <laughs> about that landing matchup. I th- I think the reason that's going to be huge, especially, is that both of them have carried their teams in the mid lane. They are both the top two players in gold differential at 10 minutes. Uh, you have Jazuke at 543, and you have Nuke Duck at 535. Those are negligible oh, differences. They're both smashing lane on a regular yeah. basis. And so whichever jungler can upset that, we, don't, we haven't seen either one of them really play from a deficit this split. And especially yeah. for Jazuke, if you're someone who is a little bit more skeptical than maybe I am, playing from behind would be the kind of thing that could turn this around. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it all works out. I can't wait to see it. It's probably... I, I think this is going to be a fun match. I think this is going to be a really fun match. I mean, that could be the game of the week. 
could it be. could be. I've looked at this for that possibility because I think I'm telling you, Vizzy versus Cabo and Nuke Duck versus Jazuke, that is just awesome. And Vander versus Yaktrol. That Yaktrol's been playing awesome. That, yeah. that that dude's really impressed me. And and I think Vander really, you know, now that he's playing support this week, wants to show up. So I think this is I, I'm really excited for the game specifically. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but we got to move on to the next game. And we got to talk Let's about a team up. that I think we reasonably have concerns about now at this point. Uh, Absolutely. And I, I, I don't know how to feel about G2. I, you know, I had my concerns heading into the split because they signed a coach in grabs who I, you know, had concerns about. And they lost Young Buck, who I thought was the architect of so much of their success. And from what we're seeing from their macro play, you know, whether or not Grabs bounces back from this, it, it does feel like it's just not there yet as far as having the shot calling system in place. What are you seeing when you look at, uh, at this? Team? I, I mean, I, I, I knew their macro and shot calling were going to be an issue. I think, like you said, losing Young Buck, huge. And a lot of people, I, I felt like, undercut it because of the quality of the roster. But, I, I mean... Even, you know, we, we started them off as, at second, but as soon as I saw that first game and I saw how they came out looking, I was worried. I mean, I, I was legitimately worried. Uh, Hyarnan and Wadid are not performing like I expected them to, and it's hard to also blame them when the whole top half of the map is getting obliterated regularly. Wonder, wonder his TPs have been abysmal. And, and I was... You, I think made the comment about him, and I gave you a funny look. Oh, man, come on, Wonder's going to have a great split. But I feel stupid now because he is not playing, like, the quality one. You know, the, the solo key Wonder and the 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 uh, uh, original, you know, Splice Wonder. He's, he's playing, like, I, I don't know. He's playing terribly, and it scares me because the, the top half of G2 has always been... The top of G2 has always been weak, but Trick carried super hard out of that, that jungle. That guy was one of the, you know, most important, it was the most important jungler in Europe, in my opinion. Period. End of story. So to lose him, to have a weaker top laner when you already had a weak one, in my opinion, and expect, and, and now Perks is on an island, essentially, you know, ah, I'm scared. I'm scared. And I think Splice don't look that bad. Odo. Odo winning 70, 90-minute games on Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, it, it turns out if you get to the late, late, late game, Odo Omne starts to roar back alive here. You know, here's the thing about Wonder. I made the point of like in the, in the preseason, as you pointed out, of like, man, this could be a great split for him. And the reason that I thought that was because, oh, Yankos is going to gank for his lane, and he's going to have this nice lead. He leads all top laners in, C in gold differential at 10 minutes. Exactly. Like, I, like, that went exactly according to plan. What I did not expect was that his use of globals would fall off so hard. Uh, that has been atrocious, and they have had terrible wave management well, that's and why is, control. That's why his gold differential at 10 is positive, because he's not TPing at the right times. I mean, like, there was I swear, there was one I watched him TP in 15, it must have been 15, 20 seconds late. Like, he farmed two or three more waves and then TP'd well after he should have already been there. And I was I was just sitting there, and as a top, you know, as a, as a, a diamond top laner, I'm not, you know, 
not failing to have an understanding of these TP mechanics. And when I see a guy like Wonder, who I have historically liked and, you know, followed his play uh, and, and tried to mimic some things, it's really disheartening for me to see him play like this on this stage because it is a, it's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. And, and now they're at one and three. And, you know, it's funny. They're still favored in this game, according to the casinos. Uh, it's 1.74 for G2 versus 2.05 for Splice. Splice has had some issues. I, I, I get it, but it, it does feel like this is a team that should be a lot better than they are. I, I think if you're going to fix this, at least in the short term, while you're figuring out some of these kinks and the, the macro play, Yanko should just be ganking for Perks 24-7 because Perks yeah. is the one guy who looks as good this split as he did last split. Everyone else seems to have taken a step back. Perks still looks real good. And it's hard to play around your mid lane in a league that has so many great mid laners. And, and Splice is, you know, not an exception to that. <laughs> Theoretically, I know Niski's been real bad so far. I, there have been some concerns. There have been yeah. concerns, and that is fair. I like Niski as a whole. Th this would certainly be the time to test drive that strategy. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. But we got to get to game five. This is what most people are going to call the game of the week um, because of the names involved. And Misfits and Fnatic, of course. Misfits and Fnatic. Uh, yeah. Fnatic, you know, they've, they've had a couple games in which they didn't quite look like they were as cohesive as maybe we would have expected. Uh, losing to H2K is a real question mark. The vitality loss doesn't look so bad anymore. Yeah, that, no, the that, vitality loss doesn't look as bad. Again, losing... 2K is bad, and and the fact that the teams that they've beaten, I mean, you beat G2, and you beat Splice on day one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, again, that's, you know, the Splice day one win is a toss-up, because day one is really insane, and since then, again, the only team they've beaten is G2, who are playing horribly. I, I'm not as high on Fnatic as a lot of people right now. Um but I, I definitely am still excited for this game. I think Fnatic is going to come into week three with a stronger game plan. So I think they're going to look better than they have. But Misfits? Misfits? They're, uh, misfits? I'm sorry, we're going up an octave here. But they won. They obliterated the teams they played last week. They they obliterated them. It was not even... They, they obliterated Vitality, who everyone again, is talking about as being super quality right now, you know, and have and, and who did end up beating Fnatic, but Misfits walked through these teams. As soon as they hit that mid-game power spike, they were like, we win the team fight, we take the objectives, we end the game. Goodbye. You're done here. It's been real. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I Two stats that, you know, I've called Misfits my esports mistress for a while now, because they're uh, yeah, the team yeah, that yeah. I love. I still love hey, you, I called them first the split. I called them first the split so, for you. So, so I did I. I. And I love this yeah. game. And the two things, you know, you could talk about some early game stuff is not as smooth as it used to be. Uh, some of their tower takes haven't been as smooth as, as they typically would be. But the two yeah, things the transitions. that they are doing best in the league are two things mm -hmm. that I value very highly. Uh, the first is wards placed per minute. 5.61 wards placed per minute. That kind of vision control is absurd. Uh, yeah. And it has allowed them to pick those fights when it matters most. Uh, and the second one is an 86% uh, Baron percentage and 100% of first Barons in their games. Uh, they yeah. have dominated that objective. 
Uh, and with that, it becomes very, very difficult to beat them uh, and their macro play because they still have a system that has been put into effect where once they get that Baron, they use it very effectively. Um, yeah. Getting to that fight to get the Baron can still be a little cleaned up, but as long as they control those objectives and control the map in the way that they have, that's going to be their win condition. Fnatic are a team that theoretically also value that map pressure, um, and and you know there there's a chance there that they rectify some of their vision issues. Right now, they're actually seventh in the league in words plays per minute, which is kind of fascinating to see. Do you think Fnatic can keep up? Is there is there a version of this game in which Fnatic are able to match point for point uh, enough and get those early game leads that? They can kind of crowd misfits out. So for that to happen, Fnatic needs Broxa to pop off early. Like they need to get in, in like a very strong early lead and not let pedal like not let off the pedal at all. They need they need to essentially uh, recreate the hiccup that misfits had in week one against G two, mm -hmm. and just get get up, get ahead, and and do work. And um, again, I. It, <laughs> I don't think Fnatic can do it. I, I think that Hansan and Mickey are playing too strong right now. In the bot lane, they are a rock. Every game, they're ready to make the outplays. They're ready to win the 2v2. Hansama will make a 1v2 outplay, you know, just at least to live and, and you know, keep the turret up longer. I mean, I, I this bot lane's playing out of their mind right now. And when you couple that with Maxlor having a really, really strong... Uh, grasp of the meta, then I, I don't see Fnatic being able to do the things they will need to do to beat this Misfits squad. Yeah, it's it's going to be real tough for them. I, I just think Misfits right now are a more cohesive team. Amazingly enough, Fnatic are the favorites, according to Unicorn, at 1.82, which is why I'm going to tell everybody on this show uh, that 1.94 for Misfits is looking real juicy right now. That's that's a yeah. pretty nice value for a game I think they win more than 50% of the time. Uh, it's, it's, it's real nice. Uh, we're going to move on real quick here because we talked about both of these teams already. Vitality versus Unicorns of Love. Is this the right kind of team for a bounce-back game for Unicorns of Love, or is this a terrible matchup for what they're trying to do? I think it's a terrible matchup. Jizuke... Even if Jizuke falters when they play Shalka and the arguably like the team that matches up well against them, Unicorns do not look like that squad. Again, White Knight is a super liability playing into Cabo who would abuse him. Cold is again having a weak time. Gilius looks like one of the you know the, the strongest, uh, arguably the strongest jungler in EU right now. I, do we need? To, we talked about mid lane plenty already. Style got a lot of. Uh, we don't know what's going on there right now. And again, Jizuke is a freak. He's playing out of his mind right now. So I may I may not call him to you know win against Nuke Duck, but against Exile right now, that's a completely different story. Yeah, that's a concern. I'm gonna call that a concern. And it makes me wonder, right? Like, who is the opponent that Unicorns of Love can get a break for in that regard? They already lost to Splice, and that's who people would say Niski. It's probably the next weakest mid laner if you had to put one on it. Like yeah. this doesn't get easier for them. I guess it, maybe it, it doesn't. Like an H2K when they play them in week four against Kadrill, like maybe 
That's I could see that too. But you, this team can't fall to 0 6, right? Like that's that's yeah. what they're staring in the face. I don't think anyone's ever made the playoffs from 0 6, and especially with best of ones. Like this is they, very quickly becoming a hole they can't dig themselves out of. Yeah, I they need someone to botch draft horribly and hope get exile an insane winning matchup and get uh cold the you know maybe get cold sedge and put an enemy jungler on something weak and passive. You know, that's I, I they need someone to botch the draft right now uh, outside of I I don't know what game plan they have. I have no idea what game plan they have. And I want to see unicorns succeed so i hope they show me something this week you know but i i I really don't know what game like key to success they have with how their players have been playing currently and with how the cohesion looks and again i don't think that samix is great but i don't think he's strong enough to consistently carry that squad i i agree with you i think that i I certainly hope sheepy has a better handling on 8.2 than he did on 8.1 there were some yeah. interesting draft choices uh, in the last Agreed. couple of weeks that Agreed. I are very just not typical for him. I expect more from him. I hope that he bounces back. I hope this team bounces back. I, I think Vitality wins this one at one point four one. There's not enough value on it, but don't don't tempt yourself with the unicorns of love. That's not it's not the matchup that's that's good for them. Uh, next up, and I, I ruin wanna, it. we get to talk about ruin here. Yeah. This is Schalke versus Giants. Again, like a highlight game that I don't think anyone was expecting to get hype about heading into the split. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much fun is it for a top lane main like yourself to watch Ruin play? I am. I was not. I, I think I even commented that I would be a in the EU LCS. And when he, he shut me up so fast. He shut me up so fast. And I was so happy. Oh man, I am I to see to see the a lot of the great top laners not leave EU. Uh, most of the best top laners didn't leave. Odo stayed, you know. Vizzy stayed, and so I I honestly was expecting just more dominance from them. Oh, and Cabo, uh, and, and more dominance from them and everyone else to just kind of be meh, you know. Just maybe someone would show up and pop off a little bit, but I definitely did not expect it to be ruined. All right, and watching him play, his his mechanics are clean, his TPs are clean, his under his flanks are beautiful. I mean, some of the some of the flank ults he has come in with the Nar, uh, the the Orn, just clean, so clean. 7.5 KDA across both games on, on NAR, and an 8 KDA the one game he played Orn. And, you know, granted the Cho'Gath loss, I don't like that draft in that game regardless. I was not I was not a fan of that when I saw that. Right. But you put the guy on something that has these game-breaking team fight ultimates, and, oh, wow, this team's amazing. Weird. It's almost like a certain top laner is setting up you know, four people to just get wamboed, and and maybe that'll help you carry games. I think he looks like Impact. I think he looks like Impact from over, you know, from a season ago. That when when Impact came, you know, came to NA and started showing up, and making plays. That that's what he reminds me of right now, and it, it it's awesome to watch. It's awesome to watch. Yeah, he's so much fun, man. You know, to to give uh, a breakdown of kind of behind the scenes of you know my prediction approach. Like, I had Giants in my first draft in my rankings. I had him at 7th. 
And then I stared at this team and I'm like, oh, but like Betsy really isn't good. Am I really going to put a team with Betsy that high? No, I can't do that. Okay, I'm going to move them to eighth. And then I looked at it a little bit more and I'm like, ooh, do I want to put, you know, a team with Joko as, as yeah. better than uh, like an H2K or a, or a Vitality? And I'm like, no, I can't really do it. Okay, move it down. And then I looked at like, okay, do I move them to 10th? No, because the reverse jinx of Rock at there, okay. I need that. Yep. That's the only yep. thing as a fan I can cling to. <laughs> so he got slotted at ninth, and I'm I'm sorry, Ruin. I should have stuck with my instincts because I thought he was going to be the most fun guy to watch that was a new player into the EULCS. And I, I'm back and forth between him and Jazuke. I think they're both right up here for me as far as his sheer playmaking potential. Those NAR ults are gorgeous. I got it. I got it. I love Jizuke too, but I got it. And I know I'm a. But those NAR ultimates won those games. Like they they changed the outcome blatantly. And I've you know again I've watched Jizuke's outplays. They're nuts. But when you see multiple four man NAR ults, it's really hard to not. Again, that was the whole reason Hanser got so much love at Worlds. Because yeah. those game breaking, you know, four man gnarls into the wall at you know right by the top, that that play right there was why he got so much love. And again, watching G, watching uh not GCK, I'm sorry, but watching Ruin do the same thing on a team that I expected to be <laughs> really not good. It's uh, it, it nothing beats this. Nothing beats this. Nothing beats seeing Giants come out and be a quality team. Be top, be playing top tier League of Legends early in the season, and doing it with a top laner who I expected to be mediocre, playing Nar like an Impact or like a Hauntzer, you know, in 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 the first place showing up in LCS. It just it makes my day. Makes my day. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. So all of this is to say that the fact that Shulker uh, favorites in this game, and you can grab Giants Gaming at two point one. That is silly amounts of value. Grab Giants at 2.1, call it a day, and just wait for Ruin to do Ruin things. And you know, that's it's a strong play. Scotty's so much fun to watch. We need to move He's on. Screwed to watch. Yeah, let's do to, it. I, you know, I need to find a way to splice some uh, Ruin clips right there as we're doing this. Yeah, it's right. Just, oh my God. Uh, next up is Rocket versus Fnatic. Uh, this is one of those that. I would theoretically be terrified of had it been what we were seeing at the beginning of the season. Now I'm trying to talk myself into it. I'm trying to tell myself, hey, this Rocket team can win games. They're 3-1 and one right now. Maybe they hold on a little longer. Maybe this does work out. Is this me as a fan being blinded to the weaknesses, or is this a, a legit win opportunity for them here? I actually think that Fnatic's not a terrible matchup for them. Um, my only concern is is that uh, Caps into blank can be... Caps can make even the best mid laners look like garbage if he gets ahead. So um, if, if uh, you know, he starts snowballing into blank, Memento start, you know, gets a little bit behind when he's been playing really well when he's ahead... Um, and, and honestly, I think Soaz is a better top laner than Prophet. Prophet's having a strong start, but I really think that Norskaren and Memento and Blank have been making that team, and Prophet's been adding a definite amount of value, but Soaz is a legend of legends. That, that guy, his escapes, 
everything from his escapes to his teepees to his, uh, you know, ability to CS from any deficit. He is really hard to shut down. And uh, I, I like Memento into Broxa here, so for that is why that reason is why I can see Rocket winning this. But it's close. It's really close. And if they, you know, if if people learn from, I think if you keep Nurskaren off a uh, Brom, that right there also reduces the effectiveness of this team. So yeah. whether or not Fnatic are able to exploit that, and whether or not you can get Broxa ahead in that matchup, I don't know. It's it's this is close for me. I'm I'm really torn on one. You know what? I should just be happy that it's close, you know? Because that's yeah, something I would, right? not have, I would not have been able to say heading into it. Uh, this makes me nervous. It, it makes me nervous because I, I do think that the bot lane of Fnatic is going to be stronger. And that's something where if you can't, if, if they're not in a comfortable spot, you know, we haven't had, you know, that bad HeQ game yet. Like, we know yeah. it's coming. It's going to happen. There's yeah, no way that HeQ goes an entire split without having that game. I, this feels like it could be that. It's going to be very hard for Blank to be as dominant in skirmishes against a mid laner like Caps, who is so experienced and whose positioning, yeah. if nothing else, has been very solid. Yeah. I, I'm nervous. I will say this. Um, Fnatic are favored as 1.65 favorites, which is pretty heavy. That puts Rocket in 2.2. That's Ooh. worth a flyer. That's worth a flyer yeah. there. I mean, that's worth looking at. I, again, I could... Uh, to to give you just a little bit more faith, I could really honestly see Hilly throwing this game. If 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 Hilly starts going for plays, Norskaren's on something other than Brom that people haven't had a chance to scout, and Hilly starts playing, he's been on some stuff he's a little uncomfortable with. He hasn't looked nearly as strong as he did when he was uh, on UOL, and uh, I I could see him throwing this game away and giving he. A, a chance to just be ahead for free. Um, so I do think that that is there, but I, like you said, there's still it's hard to not have Fnatic favored when you look at that bot lane matchup, and like you said, the fact that we're waiting on that EQ game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's coming, man. It's, you know, I will say, one thing that gives me solace, you talk about uh, Hillisang having some problems with those kinds of deaths. Uh, 1, 10, and 21 on the year for a 2.2 KDA. That's not great. 64.7% kill participation as a support. That's not great. That's really not great. But he's not the worst KDA on his own team. Soaz, 9, 13, and 13 for a 1.7. People aren't talking about it because, like, he's always been in the, oh, yeah, he's one of the best top laners in the league. He's had a couple moments where it was like, oh, look at that play. But day in, day out, Soaz doesn't look like the guy he was with. And Rocket's going to need that because if that guy comes back, I think Prophet's in trouble. But if, if he's struggling, Rocket moves some attention to the top side of the map. You know, let some roams go off there. Let Blank try to make some plays. Just saying, it's it's not impossible. I'm keeping yeah, the no, I, I hear you. I just, I, I, whenever Soaz plays poorly, I don't feel like it's ever for very long. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I, I, so like, and and again, I, Prophet's having a strong start to the season, but it, I've watched the both. I've watched both of them play a good bit, and and it's really really difficult for me to not think that Soaz is going to sit down, go to the drawing board, figure out what they got to put him on, to, you know, to get back to form, and have him just run away with it again. I, I watched him play bad. I'm trying to remember. I think it was 
spring of 2016. He had a bad split for like six weeks, and then the last, the last, you know, the last four weeks or five weeks, uh, he just absolutely obliterated everyone until they made it to playoffs. So <laughs> he didn't look that great in spring of 2017 either. Like he, he does no, yeah. those moments in his career. He always bounces back. I, I know it's coming. I know, and like it feels like a lot of things could converge on this game. <laughs> I'm going to hold out faith a little bit longer. I want to rapid fire these next, uh, this next game. Uh, G2 versus H2K. G2 are the favorites here pretty considerably. 1.49, which is the uh, second most favorite a team has been this whole week in Europe against this H2K team. 30 seconds. How could H2K pull off this upset if they're going to do it? Uh, Santorin needs to find a way to abuse Yank on goal. Mitty J just needs to hope that Wonder makes a DP like he's made in his last four games. <laughs> Seems fair. GG. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Uh, don't, I don't feed Burks. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith in it. This H2K team does really just not look good. I don't think they're good at any... Like, if you're like, what's H2K's thing right now? Like, what's yeah. the thing that they do well? I don't know that I have an answer for you. They're not, like, it's the worst sick. in the league at anything, particularly. Yeah. They're just... They are what we thought Giants was going to be with that mediocre veteran yeah. lineup. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, the, only, the only other thing I could see, I think, like, uh, they look like a transplant bot lane playing solo queue, kind of like uh, Sven and Midi right now. And so if you see them continuing to play like that, they'll lose to, they'll lose to, to worse, a worse team than them. So that, that's a possibility. But outside of that, I don't really see any way that H2K was other than G2 throwing this game away. Yeah, that's, that's very fair. Uh, we're going to move on to the last game of the week. Misfits versus Splice. This is an interesting game. This, in the preseason, I would have said this is like a title preview match. I liked the Splice team on paper. They've struggled a bit. They, they've had some growing pains, I think it's safe to say. Where do you see this Splice team heading into week three? Are they turning the corner here, or are you still I, concerned? I think they're turning the corner, actually. I think this Splice team doesn't look that bad. I think Niski is definitely a liability. Um, it's going to be difficult for them to beat Misfits because they match up well in the specific areas that uh, that Splice is going to be looking to carry, um, especially just Senkooks is When Senkooks plays well, he is unstoppable. He understands this, you know, like the 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 splice organization, and uh, again, Hansama and Mickey are just disgusting right now. Kabi and Kasing have been a huge part of Splice's success, and I think that that'll be a great matchup to watch and a huge. Oh, oh, I hope resources get thrown down there. I want to see Maxler, Hansama, Mickey against Zerzing just fighting it out in the bot lane. I I want to see that. I feel like it would be great. Alfario to Omne TPs left and right. That that's the game I want to see, and I hope I see it. But honestly, I think that it's going to boil down to a little bit of a back and forth, and then misfits are going to just find the right fight um, in in mid game, and once again just snowball and walk away with this. Alfari looks great right now, yeah, and, does. and 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 even Odo, who I really did watch his game super closely, very obviously because of the Alawi game. Um, but 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 because of that, I paid extra attention in his following game. Um, he his mid game and his late game looks strong, but his early game hasn't been fantastic. And Alfari's been playing really clean. Maxlor's 
gonna be ahead of Xerxes in my opinion um, in the jungle, it, it, provided they put him on a active early game jungle. But um, I, I think that he's gonna end up ahead, and that means has a slight misstep. Max Lore is gonna get up, but they're not gonna let off the pedal. They're not gonna throw the game at 90 minutes or you know 67 minutes. They're gonna they're gonna shut this down at 30. Yeah, this is this is real tough for me. You know, I I want to believe in Splice. I like the potential on this roster, and I think you know this is a team that will get better as the season goes on. I I like I their coach. I like the foundation they have, and you know I I'm glad you mentioned Kabi because I feel like he's one of those guys that we kind of forget about sometimes. It's like we know I he's good. Like <laughs> we've all settled that he's very good, but we don't. We very recognize. We very rarely recognize that he is a truly great player at this point in his career. 90.6% kill participation right now. The guy's playing out of his mind, and, and he deserves all the credit he gets. I, you know, I, I'm glad that Alawi game happened for Odo Omne. Lowest KDA among all top laners at 1.1 right now. He's had 18 yeah. deaths in four games. That doesn't do that. Like you can't. But that Alawi game was like that Alawi game was like half of those deaths, though. I know. He died. He died. So, so again, I, I, I hear you, but at the time, he, I and I, I went in on Vidius a little bit about this on Twitter um, because everyone was talking about how unimpactful he was and how it was, you know, irrelevant. Yeah, he put the team behind by dying to some really blatant. Very obvious. I tweeted about them before they happened. That rise mid gank, I was like, they're going to, I said, I called it exactly. Jungle, rise, and top are going to be there. They're going to gank Oda under the turret. It's going to be an easy take. He's dead. That one was obvious. And then him walking back to lane in bot lane at 19 minutes, you know, with no vision, just walking on the side of the bush, you know, with nothing else to do, that, that, that gank was obvious too. But after that, after that, he played that game perfectly. He landed test of spirit after test of spirit on the AD carry. He wasn't he wasn't hitting tanks. He wasn't he was testing the right targets. He was shutting out fights completely by himself. He was zoning two and three people, and and that helped them snowball get back into the game. And then that's why you see Kabi having free shots at people because everyone's sitting in front dealing with Odo Omne, who is by the way you know two and six at this point, and still. At two and six, smashing you know two people in the back line. So uh, again, I know his KDA is super weak. That's primarily off of one game. His other game, he looked pretty strong in outside of the first six minutes. I, no, honestly, he he had some moments, but 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 when you're talking about what other top laners are looking, I don't think anyone's playing hyper impressive outside of outside of my boy Ruby. No one, no top laner is outright carrying games. Alfari isn't even outright carrying games. That is a huge team play oriented mechanic, and so I, I think being that hard on Odo is a little unwarranted because again, it, a lot of those stats are coming off of a really bad Alawi game that he still did the second most damage in and absorbed seventy seven. He absorbed seventy seven thousand damage. He absorbed more damage that game than than the other two than his jungle and support combined. You know, it, it turns out that if Alawi is given, an, you know, way too much time to scale, eventually she gets there. Um, I just, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm being harsh because I'm comparing Oduwamne to what Oduwamne should be and what he's been every other season of his LCS career. This does not look like a guy who's one of the, the top, top laners in Europe right now. 
I, I don't I, I don't think he's playing like that guy, and he needs to be that guy if Splice are going to be title contenders or even, you know, semi-finalists. I, I think they they need more from him. I agree with you, but that's why I think the Alawi game, good that it happened, punished him for his laziness on his pathing, his, you know, just predicting the ganks. These are, When you play Alawi as an Alawi one-trick, these are obvious ganks that are coming. And had he taken the time to adequately prepare the wave or even predict them and just leave the turret to, you know, to go, he would have been fine. And, and they would have smashed that game in, in, a, in record time. They would have been so far ahead. The problem was is he got behind on Alawi, but he still played the matchup really well after that, and he showed that he is top talent because when people get behind on Alawi, that is not a fun champion to play from behind. That is someone that gets one-shot by carries that are ahead. That is someone that gets blown up if you miss a test of spirit, and, and he just wasn't. He landed like 90% of his test of spirit after that and onto key targets. So, again, I understand like he definitely almost threw that game, but he also simultaneously saved it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit more concerned about him than you are. But that's I get where you're coming from. And you know what? He is one of the best top laners in in Europe. He's done that before. I think he can get there again. And when he does, they're going to be a much better team for it. Uh, this match is going to be a tough one. Um, 1.6 favored for Misfits versus 2.25. It sounds like you you would take the flyer on Splice at that at that kind of value. You think they win this game maybe more than 45, 40 to 45% of the time. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a fair. I, again, I, I, Singh is playing great right now. Kabi's playing great. If you can find a way to keep Niski even with Sengkooks and get Xerxes ahead of Maxlor, they can win this game. But I, I'd still say Misfits are the very obvious favorite here. Yeah, I, I think that's that's very fair. Uh, I also think that this has gone on a little bit longer than we expected when we drew up this plan. So we're going to take this to a part two. I think that's the best way to handle it here. So uh, for EU fans that won't be joining us thank, uh, for part two, thank you so much for listening. Um, you should follow us on Twitter. I'm at RedshirtKing. Uh, Xander, where can the nice people at home find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash orzatus or twitter.com slash orzatus. Loving to chat about League of Legends. Yeah, absolutely. I, and that, all that will be in the description as well as our Discord, where you're more than welcome to hang out. I watch games live with people whenever I can. So I'd love to have you there if that's something you guys would be interested in. And I do read every comment. So if you leave them, they're appreciated. Uh, and, you know, if you like the show, uh, telling other people about it is the greatest thing you can do to help out. I get that message at least once a week. Um, and we really, you know, I appreciate the support. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the more excuses I have to do more content and invite people like Xander on the show, the happier I think we're all going to be. So uh, let's make that happen. Let's get to part two. And until then, goodbye, Internet. <laughs>